everybody, Ron Russell right here from PTC Ministries. Won't you come go with us today as we get into the word? I believe the Lord is going to speak to your heart and I'll come back and greet you at the end. I sincerely believe this with all of my heart today that we are not just at a normal season, but we are in, and I think we have entered into it in the last few months, we are in a resurrection season. When I say a resurrection season, I'm speaking of a season of where there is getting ready to be, as we're beginning to see, but there, we are in the infancy of it, I believe, within the church. But there is a display of the glory of God that is coming back. To the body of Christ that is getting ready to illuminate the darkness of this world where men and women will have to stand and make a choice. And there is a return of the Holy Ghost and fire coming to the house of God. And I believe that this morning that it is not by happenstance that you're here, but you're here because God wants to speak to your heart and tell you that he still loves you. And if you hear anything this morning, I want you to hear this. And then maybe it'll make a little more sense here in a little while. But I want you to just remember two words that I'm going to say today in this message. And you can, I want you to remember more than that, but at least two, all right? So, but I want you to, Turn to your neighbor and give them these two words for me. Just simply tell them, say, you can. Tell your other neighbor, say, you can. Now, that may not mean much to you yet, but I pray that that means something to you here in just a little bit. But we're in a place where I think God's getting ready to do some amazing things. I believe that you don't have to walk out of here discouraged this morning. You don't have to walk out of here overwhelmed this morning. You don't have to walk out of here sick and diseased this morning. But you can walk out of here in victory because he is victory this morning. Amen. And so we're going to dive in this morning and I, I give you a personal invitation to be with us this week if all possible. I do not believe this is just a series of meetings, but I believe that God is going to meet us in this room this week. And I sincerely believe that Brother Austin and Sister Vonda and Brother Jade will bring a word from the Lord that's going to challenge, but also going to bring uh, revelation. I believe there's going to be a freshness, a freshness of the anointing as they stand in this pulpit and preach this week. And uh, you don't want to miss it. You want to be here. And then also uh, Friday and Saturday, there's a series of meetings at the Miller Building. I want to give you a personal invitation to be there. Sister Vonda is hosting it. And a great man of God, a general of the faith, is going to be there on Friday night and Saturday night. And you want to be there and you want to be part of that service. And uh, you, will not, uh, you will not regret being there. So take, uh, take advantage uh, of that opportunity. And at the end, if the Lord directs us and allows us to do so, I am going to have a general of the faith uh, in my sermon this morning with me. Uh, I'm going to share something with you that has touched my heart. And uh, 
And uh, so I, I want us to just be open to what the Lord is going to do over the next few moments, all right? If you stand, if you're able, for the reading of the word, we're just going to dive in this morning. And uh, I'm going to read part of the resurrection story just because that way they can say I preached a resurrection message. Okay, I, that way I can keep everybody happy this morning. So I got I to gotta read this passage of scripture and then we're going to get into the word and we're going to dive in and go where we need to go this morning. Luke chapter 24. Beginning in verse number 1 through verse number 12, we'll read together this morning, and then we're just going to dive in. It says, Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came into the sepulcher, bringing the spices which they had prepared, and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher, and they entered in, and they found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it come to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, Behold, two men stood by them in shining garments, and as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when you, he was yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. I pray we remember this morning who he is. And they returned from the sepulcher and told all these things unto the eleven and to the rest. And it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and the Mary and the mother of James and other women that was with them, which told these things unto the apostles, and their words seemed to them as idle tales, and they believed them not. But then arose Peter and ran into the sepulcher and stooping down, he beheld the linen cloths laid by themselves, and he departed wondering in himself at that which was come to pass. Now I want to give you one more scripture. Shortly after this event occurred, you will read in Acts chapter 4, verse number 33. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. For a few moments this morning, I want to preach that the Lord would help me on the benefits of the resurrection as well as witnessing the returning of the witness. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for its anointing. I thank you for this great privilege to stand before this body of people today on this resurrection Sunday. And Lord, today I did not come for any other reason than to deliver that which you birthed in my spirit because, Lord, today I believe somebody's going to be delivered, somebody's going to be set free, somebody's going to be healed because of who you are today. And, Lord, today I pray that any distraction would be removed from this room. And, Lord, I pray for fresh anointing to fill us as we deliver. And, Lord, we'll give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You may be seated today. Thank you for honoring the word of the Lord this morning. Today we have the privilege of celebrating the resurrection of our Lord. One may ask us, why is this such an important day for we the people of faith? It is truly the foundation of everything that we are about. I come today with a simple message. I come today just to remind us of the significance of this event. 
this morning, I believe it's important that there is an understanding that for men and women of faith, there is no other event in history that is more important than that which we are celebrating here today. The resurrection of our Lord and Savior has truly changed everything in our lives. Today, I want to focus on a few things that was provided for all of humanity because of the event that we're celebrating today. It is good for us to pause and to remember at times such as this because how many know sometimes we get too comfortable and we get too familiar with some of the simple truths of God's word. David, in his writing, he wrote the following, just to remind us of who Christ really is. In Psalms 103, verse number 1 through 3, and actually through 1 through 5, is this. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thy iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercy, who satisfy thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. First of all, this morning, let me remind us, Jesus rose to provide forgiveness for every one of us in this room. Please hear me today. We all were born into sin. Every one of us is flawed. Every one of us is guilty. We all are in need of forgiveness. But however, this morning we can stand with great confidence and know this, that through the cross of Calvary, God forgives us from the penalty of all sin. This morning, it was on the cross where Jesus paid our debt in full. And he satisfied the demands of a holy and just God. That while we can say with confidence this morning, this message truly is a message of good news. Because can I tell you today, I can only speak for you. I owed a debt that I could not pay. Please hear me this morning. You and I, we was born in a, in a manner in which we was a fallen creation because of the sin of Adam. And there was nothing that we could do to bring us back into the alignment of where we had originally been made to be created in the likeness of God himself. But however, this morning, I must remind us that forgiveness comes only through repentance and confession of sin. There can be no repentance. There can be no, I mean, there can be no forgiveness without the confession. First John chapter one, verse number nine tells us if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Can I tell you, it's not some good deed that we do that will get us into good standings with God, but it is through us getting back to a place where we tell a generation uh, that without the blood of Jesus, uh, there is no hope. But this morning, I can tell you that I am thankful for the blood of Jesus uh, because from Adam to Jesus, uh, there was a veil between humanity that could not be penetrated. Uh, but aren't you thankful that when you read the story of Calvary, uh, that when in the midst of the darkness, in the midst of everything that was going on, that everybody was celebrating. One side uh, was celebrating, one side was mourning, but all of a sudden there was something that happened 
uh, to a veil that was unpenetrable. Uh, and you and I, for the first time, had the opportunity to walk in to the presence of Almighty God. Can I tell you this morning, uh, not only did Jesus come to bring forgiveness to us, but also he came so that you and I could experience healing. Uh, and not just one type of healing, but multiple types of healing. Uh, can I tell you, due to the fallen state of mankind, we became plagued by sin. Uh, and the result of sin, whether we want to accept this as reality or not, uh, is we find that in Deuteronomy chapter number one, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 28, uh, you will find references made uh, where the result of sin is sickness and disease. Uh, and it doesn't say just some, but it says all sickness and disease. Uh, for the sake of time, I cannot read all of these passages to you. Uh, but let me tell you this morning, uh, because of sin uh, that was uh, stemmed from a place of disobedience, uh, the result is sickness and disease. Uh, but can I tell you, I have good news this morning. Uh, it is by his strength that we are healed. The prophet Isaiah said this in Isaiah 53 and 5. Uh, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Uh, and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Didn't say we could or we might be, but we are. Uh, can I tell you this morning, uh, Peter stood with a testimony in Acts chapter 4. Uh, because in Acts chapter number 3, uh, him and John was going to the temple at the hour of prayer. And there was a lame man that was 40 years old uh, that was laid outside the gate called beautiful uh, and they simply said this silver and gold I don't have uh, but such as I do have I give unto you uh, and he looked his eyes up on them expecting to receive something uh, and he stuck out his hand and when he did uh, there was an infusion of healing power uh, through the power of the Holy Ghost uh, that entered into a man that had never walked uh, and your Bible says uh, that he began to leap and jump and praise God as they went into the temple. Uh, but in Acts chapter 4, the religious people uh, they said, by what name and by what authority have you done this to that man? Uh, but the Bible says that Peter, full of the Holy Ghost, uh, stood and said, uh, if you're talking about the goodness that was done to this man, uh, we're only going to come and tell you that it was by the name of Jesus Christ, uh, the one that you crucified, uh, the one that you have said that is not worthy. Uh, I come to tell somebody this morning uh, the benefits of the resurrection uh, is not just that there's a place called heaven uh, while well, I'm looking forward to that uh, but I can walk in a forgiven state here uh, but I also can walk in a state of healing this morning, uh, where I am delivered, uh, where I am set free. Uh, can I tell you, uh, this morning, there's some of you in this room, uh, you need your mind healed. Uh, you need your emotions healed. Uh, you need your body healed. Uh, and it's all the result uh, of sin. Uh, but can I tell you, uh, because Jesus Christ is alive and well this morning, uh, you're just going to have to forgive me. May I give you a disclaimer this morning? The P on the sign out there means Pentecostal. I'm not going to back away from that. Uh, I can't help it this morning. Uh, I've got to tell somebody uh, that there is still power uh, in the resurrection of my Lord uh, and my King. Uh, don't get nervous this morning. Uh, just begin to give him praise and glory uh, because you're forgiven uh, and because you're healed.
Help me, Jesus. I'll button my coat back. I'll look a little more sophisticated. All right, make some of you feel a little better. Due to the fallen state of man, please hear me. You and I was born in a place where we needed the healing virtue of God in our lives. Peter stood with boldness and the crowd around him that day said, we don't, we don't know what's going on other than the fact that we know that they're unlearned men, but we also know that they've been with Jesus. You can think what you will this morning, but can I tell you, our healing is not something that we earn, but it is something that's already been bought and paid for. Don't you let the enemy talk to you and tell you, that, well, you're not good enough to be healed. You're not good enough to receive this. Or, well, you got to get to this place before God can do. No, 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 no. Listen, uh, it's already been bought and paid for this morning. It's the benefits of the resurrection. Thirdly, this morning, let me, let me hurry. Jesus came for us to receive eternal life. Before his resurrection, he demonstrated he is the resurrection and the life. Please notice with me this morning, he had a friend by the name of Lazarus. They said, come, your friend Lazarus is sick. He said, we're going to stay here for a little while. And after several days, he arrives. And upon coming, Lazarus' sister comes to the edge of the city and runs and meets him and said, oh, if only you would have been here, my brother would not have died. But notice what he said. He said, I am the resurrection and I am the life. And she said, oh, I understand that in the resurrection. He said, no, you don't understand. I am the resurrection and the life. Show me where you laid him. And they stand outside the tomb, sitting there. And he says, roll away the stone. Nobody understanding that he's the resurrection. Nobody understanding that he is the life eternal. And he's sitting there and they said, oh, but by this time he stinks. Please hear me. He begins to let tears run down his eyes because he wasn't just weeping that the death of a friend. He was weeping that they didn't understand who he was. And he simply began to speak, Lazarus, come forth. And you read in your Bible where that which was dead began to live again. Can I remind somebody this morning that there's a wonderful scripture that tells us that he that has put his faith and trust in the Lord never really dies. This is just a temporal house. I'm not going to live here a whole lot longer. But I'm going to live in a healed state in a healthy state, in a forgiven state, in a state of victory. But I will take this off in a short while. But when I do, I'm just stepping from here to there because I'm going to live for everlasting eternity with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Can I tell somebody this morning that you need to understand very clearly that Jesus Christ he is the one that brings eternal life to us. His whole purpose was to ransom us from the fallen state that we were born into as a result of Adam's sin. And that's why he goes as far as to say this. And we find that in the book of Matthew chapter 20, we find these words. The son of man did not come to be ministered to, but he came to minister 
and to give his life for a ransom for many. Romans chapter 5 and 19 says this, For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Jesus made a statement that changed everything. Shortly before he went to Calvary, in John chapter 6 verse 51, he says, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. And if any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. I wonder if anybody's ate that bread this morning in this room. I mean, have you really ate that bread this morning? If you could say, I've ate that bread, then can I tell you, why in the world do we have 50-year-old men and women, 60-year-old men and women so scared about their future? I have tasted and I have seen that he is good. I don't have to worry about my tomorrow. If my tomorrow means I'm still on this earthly planet, I'm going to serve him. But Paul said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So if I don't wake up in the morning, I'm still going to be living. Because of the eternal life that is the result of the bread of life that we have partaken of. Listen, I have never seen a society and a generation that is so uptight about everything. We live in the what ifs, the what if, what if, what if, what if. We win either way because of the simple fact we have eternal life this morning. Doesn't matter what the devil comes to you, he can't kill you. If you put your faith and trust in Jesus this morning, listen, you don't have to worry about what's going to be the result of it because in the end we win. Because we are overcomers by what? The blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. Uh, my testimony is the devils came before and he was defeated then. Uh, he may come before the day is over, but he'll be defeated today. Uh, because why? Is because the blood, the blood, the blood uh, has never lost its power. I don't care how they try to discredit it. I don't care how many times they say, oh, there's a new way or there's a new path. Listen, my Bible's very clear that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And I'm gonna celebrate that today because can I tell you, no other religion can stand on a platform today and say that our God is alive. But this morning I can stand here and tell you that he's alive, he's alive, he's alive. There's benefits this morning. Uh, my benefit is, yes, I'm forgiven. Uh, my benefit is, yes, I'm healed. Uh, my benefit is, yes, I have eternal life. Uh, but also, my benefit is I have one that is interceding for me uh, at the right hand of the Father, uh, and he will not abandon me. <laughs> Hear me this morning. I gotta tell somebody this morning, you have to understand Jesus rose so we might have one to intercede for us today. What does that really mean, preacher? It means to act or to interpose in behalf of someone in difficulty or trouble as by pleading or petitioning. Can I tell you, without him, we are in trouble this morning. But with him, ah, we don't have to worry. With him, 
I don't have to accept what I hear or see because with him, uh, I listen, some of you need to get a testimony like our generation before us did. Uh, I know that I know that I know. I, can, I, can I just be real with you this morning and tell you uh, that when you know that you're forgiven, uh, when you know that you're healed, uh, when you know that you have life eternal, uh, then, then you can't get testimony, I know that I know that I know. Uh, and then you begin to walk in a joy unspeakable. Uh, you begin to have a peace that passes all understanding. Uh, listen this morning, uh, we can celebrate because of the benefits of the resurrection of our King. But it's not just about what he has done, but it's about what he's doing right now. Do you understand why you're sitting here in this room? He is not a babe in a manger. He's not been judged in Pilate's hall. He's not been falsely accused. He has not experienced a crown of thorns been platted on his head. He is not receiving 39 new stripes on his back uh, where he has been beaten beyond recognition. Uh, he has not been sped upon. His beard has not been plucked out. Uh, he is not having his side pierced. Uh, he is not experiencing nails in his hands and his feet. Uh, but no, he is sitting in a victorious state uh, in the throne room of God, uh, sitting on the right hand of the Father, uh, and he's making inner session for you, uh, meaning this. He's telling the Father this morning, listen, they're mine. Uh, listen, uh, I'm here for them. Uh, do you remember the price that I paid so they could have victory? Uh, listen, uh, they're going to make it's what he's saying. Uh, maybe you don't feel like it, uh, but I come to tell you, you can this morning. Not in your own self, but in what he has done. Please hear me. How many knows this morning that he's faithful? Yeah, Romans 8.34 says, Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Get this. This blows my mind this morning. The one that is able to judge the world with all authority, Instead of bringing judgment at this moment, he's sitting on the right hand of the Father, interceding, praying for you and I so that we can finish well. Please hear me. That's some heavy stuff. With these simple truths this morning, we can stand with confidence today because of Jesus and his willingness to stay faithful to the will of his Father. We can be forgiven, we can be healed. We can be delivered, we can be set free, and we can walk in the promise of eternal life this morning, all while knowing he is interceding on our behalf as we walk this journey called life. Now, with all of that being said, this morning I know life has its challenges and its setbacks. I know that. I know there are times when you and I feel overwhelmed because of circumstances and things that happen in our lives. Was it in our five-year plan, our 10-year plan? It wasn't in our retirement plans, but it happens. We get overwhelmed. But I want to share with you our victory today is not within ourselves, but our victory is in the finished work of Calvary. But the key for us to walk in this victory is we have to hear the word, we have to receive the word, then we have to choose to submit to the word God is speaking to us. And when he sees us put our faith and trust in him, it is then that he begins to move on our behalf. He simply says this, 
Bring every care. Bring every weight. And I'll give you rest. Some of those cares and some of those weights are heavy. Some of you are carrying some of those in, your room, in this room today. Understand that. But as I shared at the beginning of this message, I want to take about five minutes this morning. And I could tell you the story, but I want you to hear the story from the man himself. A man that has touched the world on a level like very few have. He pastored a great, wonderful church in Hammond, Indiana from 1959 until 2001. He was a phenomenal man. Pastored the First Baptist Church there and gave his life for it. Some of you may know the name, Pastor Jack Hiles. Touched more children than many. And I want you to hear a story this morning. If you want to pull it up there and go right now. And then we'll come back and I'm going to finish this message. But I want you to hear what this man of God says. He graduated to heaven in 2001, but he's still going to preach one more time today. You can. Not in yourself, but you can. You say, preacher, you don't understand the the weight. You don't understand the, the heaviness of where I'm at and You just don't understand. Please hear me. I know it may seem impossible, but you can. I know it may be scary, but you can. I know you've fallen down and you're bruised, but you can. I know it's a tall mountain in front of you, but You can. I know that the river looks impossible and impassable, but you can this morning. I know it may appear like the world is winning, but we can this morning. Jesus himself found a weight so heavy shortly before Calvary that he was in a garden called Gethsemane and You read the words that he says in Matthew 26 and 39. He says he went a little further and he fell on his face and he prayed and he said, Oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me, but nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou will. I just want to tell somebody it's time to tell your enemy the simple truth That he came, he died, he resurrected. And because when it looked like it was too much, he still heard the words of his father saying, you can, you can, you can. And what happened shortly after? is when Jesus laid himself out on that old rugged cross. And while the world began to celebrate, we killed him. What they did not know he was doing is that he was making his entry. When they closed the tomb, he began to move in a supernatural realm and do something that had never been done before.
He took the blood of a spotless lamb. And he entered in to the throne room of the heavenless. And he represented his blood. And blood was presented in a manner. And I believe, and I just got a revelation when I listened to Brother Isles preaching this message and sharing this story. That in my own way of thinking, that when Jesus walked in and he had the blood and was presenting it, I think he was able to look at his father and say what Sharon did. I did. I did. And because he did, you and I can stand with confidence today and say, no weapon formed against me will prosper because of the victory of Jesus. I too can walk in victory. This morning, if you need forgiven, forgiveness is present. If you need healing today, healing is present. If you need assurance today about your life to come, it is present in this room today because can I tell you, he is still interceding and you and I today, we can have life and we can have it more abundantly because he lives. As they come to the music this morning and as we stand all over this house, with, I want to tell you today, you can, you can, you can. No matter what it may look like, no matter what it may sound like, this morning, you can. No deep theological revelation this morning for you. Just the simple truths of God's word. Men and women of faith in this room, please hear me. We must begin to let our voice ring out in triumph and victory and let the world know who he truly is. For the one that may be under the sound of my voice this morning that has yet to taste the forgiveness of God and the grace of God, our Bible teaches us that today is the day of salvation. It's not about how we start. It's not even about how many times we fail in the process, but it is about how we finish. And the only way that we can simply testify and say that I'm going to finish well is if we have put our faith and trust in Jesus. Men may have disappointed you. In your point of view and in your mind, maybe the church has even failed you. But in good conscience this morning, standing before this body of people and before God himself, you cannot look him in the eye and say, God, you failed me because he's never failed. How do you know that today? It's because you're still breathing. He's still giving you life. He's still giving you, giving you an opportunity. Listen. It's not one and done with him. If it was, I would not be standing before you today, but his grace and his mercy go so much further than what we could ever imagine. 
here's what I found out over the many years dealing with people and their spiritual walk is the enemy says oh it's not that bad go ahead you'll be alright and then the moment they do it and it says oh well now you messed up and all the shame comes please hear me there is no shame here there's just blood that's still flowing that's still able to wash away every sin every hurt it's able to cleanse you and make you whole but the enemy even during your time in this service maybe the Lord has been speaking to your heart and you'd say I, I, I just need to rededicate I need to recommit my life or I need to surrender my life but the enemy comes and sets on your shoulder and says, well, it's all good and grand for one day a year or two days a year, but you can't live this thing. You can't do it. You can't. You can't. But I come to tell you, you can. You can. This thing isn't about suit and ties. This thing isn't about religious activities. This thing isn't, this is about a man or a woman just falling in love with Jesus and getting into relationship with him. this morning in the midst of the world going crazy he still got his hands out where he's saying come come and I'll give you rest this morning see I'm not going to tell you I'm not going to I'm not going to be a failed car salesman this morning and tell you how good it is and then not seal the deal with you I need you to sign the dotted line today of simply saying, I'm going to put my faith and trust in him because listen, it's not about how well we hear, it's about how well we respond. But I can't make it, nor will I force you. But I want you to hear this preacher this morning that he loves you. Doesn't matter how young or how old you are today. What matters is that there is still a hand outstretched. In recent days, I've been reminded of my dear friend that's in glory, Brother Charles House. Man, I miss him. But he heard me preach for 20 years. And for 20 years, an enemy sat on his shoulder and said, you can't, you can't, you can't. But a few weeks before he died, he went from that second row over there and came and said, would you pray for me? Because he finally realized I can't. to tell somebody in this room you can I wish I could have preached a good message for you today but all I got was you can the enemy said oh, you'll never get healed you'll never get delivered but you can you can't walk in a place of health but you can I'm believing for a miracle. He can. 
not something that's out of date, out of style, but you can. Please forgive me for being a crybaby this morning, but I'm dealing with eternity today. I don't want you to walk out of this room and just go find an Easter dinner and go back to living under the weight and the stronghold that the enemies put on your life and say, I can't make it, I can't. But I want you to hear, if you hear nothing else, hear this, you can, you can, you can. What am I saying to the young men in this room? You can be an anointed preacher of the gospel. To the young women in this room, you can be the anointed preacher of the gospel. You can be what God has birthed in your spirit. You can go where God says to go. You can do what seems impossible. Oh, but you don't know my failures. You don't know that. Listen, I'm not concerned about how many times you've messed up. What I'm concerned about is today is everything well with you and him. It's not too late today on this Resurrection Sunday to say, God, I need you. Whether it be for salvation, whether you need a healing mentally, emotionally, physically, listen, he's still doing those things. Maybe you say, I just need to make sure that my election's sure this morning. And I know we don't get into this a whole lot because it's not the most popular thing, but I'm going to tell you something. I didn't read Acts 4.33 just to read it this morning, but the apostles gave witness of the resurrection with great power. He is still filling and baptizing men and women in the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And we need it desperately today. There's no time like on a resurrection Sunday just to receive all the gift that God has for you. But as they get ready to minister in song right now, if you're an individual that's been dealing with something like this, you can't, you can't, you can't. Or you'll never experience it, you'll never experience it. Know this, you can. And if you believe you can, I'm going to ask you to step from your seat and come join me in the front of this building right now. If you've never surrendered your life, I want you to come. Or if you need to rededicate your life, I want you to come. Or if you need a healing touch in your body, you may have got a bad report this week. You may need a miracle this morning physically or mentally, emotionally. I'm going to ask you to come right now. I want you to come. Because I come to tell you, you can. You can make it. You can get healing. You can experience deliverance. God bless them as they come this morning. This is the most important part of the service today. Is where you come and God begins to minister to you one-on-one this morning. The benefits of the resurrection, they are not outdated. But they are still flowing this morning. Are you here this morning? need a special touch from him. Lord, everybody, I hope that you have enjoyed your time with us today. I sincerely believe the Lord is taking his word and is touching hearts and lives in this very season. I believe that you're one of those. And we encourage you to continue to join us uh, on these platforms. But today, before we say goodbye to you, 
Until the next time, I'd just like to take a moment and pray a blessing over you. And uh, I hope that if there's some things going on in your life that in this season, you'll simply do what the Word of the Lord says. Just trust in Him. The Bible tells us, taste and see, and you know that He'll be good. So today, I just pray blessings over you. I pray blessings over your family. And if you have yet to surrender your life to the Lord, there is no time like the present to do so. So God bless you today.